Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. We are so spoilt for choice in relative podcasts to listen to. So the fact that you are choosing to listen to me on this podcast makes me so proud. And I just want to say thank you. And please remember to follow the subscribe button so you're notified of all new guests that we are so honoured to have on our show. Whilst you're listening, I just want to thank our proud partners over at Needy and Inclusion Crowd. We'll explain a little bit more about them later on in this episode. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's guest. Well, this is an episode I'm sure lots of you are tuning into, not least because of the topic today. This Recruiters Recruitment Podcast audience is Darren Westall, who is the CEO of Pager, an AI marketing company specifically for the recruitment industry. And so what do we talk about today? Artificial intelligence. How we as recruiters should be embracing AI and not be fearful of it. We talk about a multitude of things around time efficiency what leaders can be doing, what recruiters can be doing to ensure that they're maximizing the usage of technology, but also a few elements of what to be cautious of too. We talk about content, we talk about personal branding, we talk about future trends, so stay tuned for that towards the end of the show. You're definitely in for a treat, so let's jump into the episode. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And if you were a very agile listener there, you'd have heard a roar of laughter as we started this. I think you're in for a real treat today. I'm delighted to welcome to our global community somebody who I think a lot of you might be familiar with. But if not, hang on tight, because we've got a really incredible topic to talk about today. This is Darren Westall, and he is the CEO of Pager. Welcome to you today, Darren. How are you? I am incredibly well. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Very, very welcome indeed. So I won't do it justice. Talk to us about who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, Who I am. Oh, that's an interesting one. So I've been in the recruitment industry now for for 16 years, but never as a recruiter. I'm very much a tech guy. So I was at a company called Broadbean before, who you might have heard of. I think everybody has. Um, I got a job at Broadbean straight out of college where I ironically failed IT, but ended up as a uh, software developer, junior software developer. Uh, the CTO must have been off that day when they were interviewing. So I got a job there. Um, I stayed at Broadbean for 10 years, worked my way up the career ladder, um, got myself to actually be the CTO across EMEA. So overseeing their product and technical teams. Um, my wife was very happy. You know, she could go shopping and I, <laughs> I was bloody miserable, actually. Oh, uh, so, and, and that's no reflection on Broadbean, I should say. It's just uh, I realized that what I'd always wanted to do was start a business and I'd always put it off at every moment of my life. I said, oh, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. I've just had a child. I'll do this. And uh, anyway, I finally decided this is the moment, you know, uh, I went home to the wife and said, babe, I'm going to quit my job. She said, don't you dare. <laughs> Did it anyway, because I'm a supportive husband. And then a week later, we found out she was three months pregnant with my second child. Um, that was fun. That was four years ago now, though. Um, so Pager is four years old. Um, and we now work with over 700 recruitment agencies, 4,000 active users every single day. And my wife finally lets me back in the bedroom, basically. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what, do do? Uh, what does Pager do? So we're an AI marketing assistant for recruiters. So we want to make sure that recruiters get back the one resource they can't create more of, which is time. And we make sure that we help you to build your brand by getting you sharing great content, automatically, automatically share your jobs, uh, find your new job leads, 
everything that you, you would want a marketing system to do, we automate that for you and streamline it through technology and we do it a fraction of the cost. So that's what we do. Wow, I love it. And can I just say for a couple of things? First and foremost, uh, applause to your wife. Uh, we're obviously here to help enhance relationships of all kinds, including marital ones. Um, and <laughs> I do just want to pick up on something before we start talking about the what we're actually going to talk about today and the fact that you, you said something there that I think will resonate with a lot of our listeners who are leaders. It never felt like the right time to set up on your own. And yeah. it's interesting that you kind of did it at a time where on the personal, you wouldn't have planned to do it when you were about to have your second child and congratulations. But I think it's something that will really resonate with people that actually, if you're listening now, there is never going to be a right time. You just need to do it. There isn't. And I, I although I failed IT at college, I did pass business. I did really well in business, but you know, right. I didn't have the, I'm going to say belief at that moment. And, you know, I didn't have that belief at that time in my life that I knew enough to go and do it. What I would say now to anyone listening is just do it. You will learn and it will be the best learning experience you have. Even if you found full flat on your face, you will learn so much. Um, but it just, the right time never came because I'd always just get a pay rise or something. I think, oh, no, I can't leave right now. Or, you know, um, we've got a holiday book, so we need to pay that off. I can't leave right now. And then you have a child, you get a mortgage, and suddenly it becomes harder and harder to leave. And for me, it wasn't until I actually reached the very, very top of my career ladder that I realized if I don't do it now, I will never do it. And it almost took the, there's nowhere else to go. There's no other excuse that's going to come for me to actually finally have the kick up the ass to do it. Well, good for you. And I think that, that, like I said, I think that's a very honest and probably very, very frank way that a lot of people start their businesses. But, you know, you had, I guess, nothing to lose, but most to lose from being at the, you know, you were a CTO. But I think for a lot of people, even recruiters listening who are thinking of launching on their own, you know, you might be sat waiting for a massive bonus or commission next quarter, but there'll always be something and there'll always be, you know, the carrot, there'll always be something. But if you've got this burning desire and you know, deep down, you're an entrepreneur, I just think Darren is absolutely right. Because actually, what's the worst that could have happened? It would have failed. You'd have either then gone and got a job back in doing what you were doing before, you know, maybe a little bit humble, but you'd have done it or you'd have gone for something else. So I think I always, I'm not saying live your life by what's the worst that can happen, but I actually think it's not a, it's not an unsafe mantra to have. And as we all know, we all learn from our failures. That's how you learn your best lessons in life. So thanks for saying that. And they say you regret the things you don't do, right? So uh, it's true. Well, we're, we're full of very, uh, sort of you know quite um prolific life statements here not not least what you said there about your business which is saving people time and oh my god you know that really resonates with a business owner like me I'm still very hands-on running a recruitment desk as well as everything else that I do so in terms of where you see artificial intelligence I mean anyone that's anyone right now if you click on TikTok LinkedIn wherever you sort of sit as a recruiter on your on your space we all are aware that artificial intelligence is here to stay, whether it's listening to, and I'm not going to say the smart speaker's name because she'll talk, start talking at me. It's here to stay. There will be a lot of people listening in our global community that are probably absolutely petrified that it's going to make them effectively redundant in time to come. So can you just position where you see, and I want it to be, if it can be balanced, you can be as contrary mm -hmm. as you want, but where do you see AI right now in 2023? And where do you see that trajectory for recruiters listening right now? We are so proud to be partners of Needy, the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs. 
but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, so AI is very much in its infancy, but, and it is a big but. So everybody's talking about chat GPT right now, which has yep. come from OpenAI. A lot of people will think that it's brand new. Actually, OpenAI is eight years old as a business. It's taken right. eight years to get to this point, right? Okay. And it's it's still not perfect at all. Um, AI suffers from something called hallucinations, where actually it makes something up and it thinks it's right. And, you know, so it's not perfect, far from it. And for a lot of people, they are, I guess, threatened in a way. They think AI is going to, to replace their jobs. Yeah. What I would say is, as a techie, I always embrace new technology. Uh, and any good developer their goal is to actually make their lives easy, right? How can I get to the end goal in the least amount of effort as possible so that we can all spend more time with the kids doing the things we love, hobbies, et cetera, right? So for me, I'd be looking at how can AI bring efficiencies into my business, right? Okay. Now, recruitment is a people-to-people -people business. The, the if, you said to, if I said to you, what do you want your recruiters to be doing? What do you want to do more of? I would hope it would be having more conversations, yes. whether that's yeah so ai should help you to not have to spend an hour writing a job advert maybe you can spend five minutes on it it shouldn't have to take you an hour to find content to share on linkedin for example right we can automate that for you so i'd look across your business and say right can ai help me become more efficient in this it may be that it can't right now but the goal of ai is going to be to do the things that humans don't want to be doing and that the one thing it will never replace is human interaction yeah. right and for me, that is the basis of recruitment. If we go back to the 90s, there wasn't any technology, right? It was literally a phone book and a conversation. You know, and that, for me, will never change. Mm. It doesn't matter how good the technology gets, that will never change. And the technology where we are today, I'd say it's 90% it's of the way there for a lot of the, of the stuff that we wanted to do today, yeah. i.e. the creative writing. Um, but in terms of replacing humans, it's, it's a long way off, in my opinion. Um, but it's not that I'm against it happening. I think no. we need to embrace it and just work out how we can make it us make us more efficient yeah, and have more time doing the things we actually want to do. Because we weren't put on this planet to work. We were put on this planet to enjoy ourselves, spend time oh, with loved ones. We, if we can make us more we there's a whole different conversation, Darren, but the whole meaning yeah. of life is to love and be loved. That is the truth. That is definitely the truth. If you if anybody's read Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, who was a Holocaust survivor, and he wrote that book within the first year of surviving the camps, that is his summation. And it's true if you think about it, but that's a totally different podcast. I'm going to use a, re I'm quite visual in how I represent things. And for those who are still not convinced, and I'm not going to say the smart speaker's name, but if you think about fast, you know, to rewind the clock, 
I want you to play for me Freedom 90 by George Michael. I'd have to go and get my album. I'd have to get the album onto the vinyl turntable and I'd then have to wait for it to play within whatever the speed was. All I have to say now instantly is to my smart, smart speaker, play Freedom 90 by George Michael instantly. Mm. So it saved me, I don't know, five, 10 minutes of going and doing that for myself. And I was a 1990s recruiter. And let me tell you, you would have to do 100 calls a day to maybe get through to, you know, one or two decision makers. Look at where we are now in social media. I can put out some exceptional content that might literally get out to 30,000 people in, in one post. And I get two people to contact me and it's taken me five minutes to write the content. So we we have a... I always say to people, do you drive? Do yeah. you have a car? Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you like it if I took away power steering? No, I've drove a car without power steering for about 10 years. Awful. <laughs> right. So that's what AI for me is, is power steering. You know, it's all the things that your car can now do that you now would never give back. No. But at the time you thought, oh, no, you know. It's, it's, I'd embrace it, right? You could you could buy a car today, or you can buy a Tesla. Tesla's got way more technology, right? I think we'd all quite like the Tesla, if we're being honest, right? And AI is what's going to get us there quicker. Yeah, no, I agree with you totally. And and it was so important that we talk about this because you know where we sit now in you know in our timeline as recruiters, whether you're at the start of your career, and we have plenty of people listening who are starting out you know, will only know this sort of recruitment. But there are plenty of people who are on a, you know, lifetime journey like myself, who have seen, you know, job boards come in and be the threat to recruitment, LinkedIn come in and be the threat to recruitment. And of course, none of these things are real threats, they're opportunities. And for me, I'm somebody that, you know, I will be the advocate of recruitment forever more about it being a people led business. It's all about that human interaction. What you said before, is how we should all be regarding what we do for a living. If we can take away the elements of the job that, let's face it, we can lose ourselves in, but it's not actually consulting anybody. It's not caring about somebody's job search or trying to deliver what our client needs in terms of a strategic hire. You could lose your day writing job adverts or searching for things you know, on, on whatever system you use, but actually this will save you all that time doing that. So I'm so pleased we talked about it today. And then, so where does Pages sit within that? Because obviously you're specifically looking obviously at the recruitment industry and we've talked about AI generally, but talk, talk to me about where you see the opportunity for recruiters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, am I allowed to talk about new features we just launched? Oh, I don't know. If... Yeah. Okay, so we've, we've launched a, a feature called Ghostwriter, which um, you basically give it a prompt. Uh, let's say um, you're specializing in rec to rec, for example. It could be how to how to get started in recruitment, why recruitment's a good career. You could save these prompts to your assistant and every single day we will write original LinkedIn posts for you to share. They just service into your inbox so you can share and edit them in one click. Mm -hmm. So it's about grab, driving that efficiency. So you train Pager on what content your audience finds interesting. Pager creates the content and then you put it out um, in, in your own words if you want to. Um, we've also launched My Searches, which is a Boolean string builder. So you give us a job title and a location and using AI, we'll actually find job titles, the synonyms of the job title, key skills that are required. We'll mm -hmm. find community locations within an hour of that, of that um, location you put in and we'll put a valid Boolean string back in front of a recruiter in under a second. Wow. Now, under a second. It's amazing. <laughs> under a second. Now, to write a complex Boolean string, normally it's a lot of training <laughs> and actually at the end of it you still don't get it quite right and it bloody doesn't work right with pager you literally put it in in one second so that's what i mean about these efficiencies right and that's how we're pages playing a role you know we're looking at the recruiters day-to-day -day activities and saying right how can we make that more efficient and that's just two of the new features we've got as well as everything else on, we've done. on that first feature i'm going to be very contrary here 
And I am mm. going to be deliberately contrary because that's, I guess, my job to be an, you know, to an adversary in this situation. Is there not a risk that a lot of content will start to sound very generic and very samey if everyone is using AI? And it's because what I understand is it's scraping data that's already out there and it's all going to just sound very generic and not specific to somebody's true voice. Like my, I talk very I'm quite colloquial I might stick the odd swear word on my post because that's just who I am I'm a Lancashire lass but will that not start to sound the same all the time and maybe other people might start to plagiarize it so, so it won't be all the time because actually the way that it works is it has indexed the platform but think of that as knowledge in a brain it still okay. writes it new every single time it's not that it just copy and paste so it won't be the okay. same every time um, but we've actually got something called human factor because oh. I I to be on the side where actually I I believe that AI gets you 90% of the way there you still should do some work so yeah, human cool. factor is you set with us and tell us how many changes need to made, be made until you can share it mm -hmm. so actually it stops you from just sharing the AI content um, if you think about it tone of voice is probably one of the main most important things in marketing and we work with a number of large brands that have got you know really passionate marketers they want their tone of voice to come across in all of their recruiters so you need to embrace AI you can use our human factor to ensure that actually people do make changes. Um, but I would, I would just say to you, if we could give you a post that was 90% done and then you could add your tone of voice, add your swear words, you know, put fuck at the end, why not? Uh, <laughs> if we could do that for you and save you that time, mm. you'd probably end up with a better post because actually you didn't spend all that time writing the, the gist yeah. of it. Yeah, totally. No, I totally, I totally get that. Right, well, I'm, I'm very pleased that I asked you that. Now, you talked about marketing strategy and content, et cetera. What do you see going forward because right now most of what recruiters do is based over on LinkedIn obviously TikTok you know huge opportunity where do you see other apps like TikTok Snapchat for you know Gen Z Gen Alpha you know our kids basically where do you see that sort of embracing other areas of social media as well for our content strategy the recruiters recruitment podcast is thrilled to be partnering with Inclusion Crowd Inclusion Crowd put the D into diversity, but do it disruptively. We love that. Really reflecting what we're about. I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society. And that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell. You have a contribution to make. An inclusion crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening making more profitable business and a much better industry, higher regard, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body 
for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. Well, the biggest thing for me is LinkedIn still very much, um, I'm going to say, not used amongst younger people, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what normally happens in my experience when a recruiter joins a business is quite often you get them to create their LinkedIn profile, which, you know, is, it just shows you the times where if yeah. actually LinkedIn was popular with, uh, with the youngsters, they'd already have LinkedIn, right? Yeah. So you need to be thinking about these other channels, building your brand there. TikTok, for me, has got the most insane organic reach right now. It's yeah. what LinkedIn used to be in terms of organic reach. So if you are looking for um, people that would, and I say people, everybody uses TikTok, whether they, whether they admit it or not, it's a different thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to build an audience, let's say you're trying to hire recruiters, building your employer brand on TikTok is a big thing if you're, if you're recruiting for grads. But in the idea that everybody uses LinkedIn and you just want to be there, for me, will disappear over the next decade, maybe 20 years, right? Yeah. LinkedIn's got a big... Um, a big usage amongst recruiters, but quite often we're the ones telling them to create their profile. So mm -hmm. LinkedIn for yeah. me is an incredible, incredible platform. Mm -hmm. But what I would say to future-proof yourself, you need to start thinking about how do you actually be active across all your different socials. Yeah. Now that's as a company level. For a personal brand, LinkedIn is still very, very much king. Um, the personal brand on LinkedIn is insane. The reach is really good. Um, but yeah, for a company. I'd want an employer brand across multiple channels, not just LinkedIn. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased that you've said that because I think it's really important that we are always mindful and have always got our eye on what's going to happen over the next decade because that's the only way that you can create a business with uh, with longevity. Yeah, it, it is, it is. And personal brand is something we're really big on because I've, I've we come back to the people-to-people -people thing, right? People buy from people. Of course. You need to be building your personal brand. Uh, the best way to do that is to build up trust and credibility with people. People buy from people they trust. Uh, and the best way to build up trust is by making them see you as that expert, the person that knows what you're talking about. Mm. How do you do that? You share content on LinkedIn. So it all comes back. And the ROI is an interesting one. People always say, what's the ROI of personal branding? Mm. Well, you mentioned at the start that people know my face, right? I mean, I haven't made a cold call in a long time. We've got a sales team that do. I'm not knocking cold call in. But me personally, I haven't. But people know my face. That's mm. because of LinkedIn. Because there of yeah, it is. I mean, I always find that fascinating whenever I get, I mean, obviously we were connected through John Bissell, weren't we? And JB, I think that's who recommended you to me, I think. It was John Russell. John, what did I just say? Bissell, the J Bizzle. Yeah, <laughs> Drizzle. We were connected by Drizzle, no, JB. Uh, that's why, because of the B. Um, yeah. But I, everybody that I interview on here on the podcast is usually prolific on LinkedIn because they're a leader and they've seen the, you know, and recognise that. But that's how you get to know people, isn't it? And I think it's over a continuous sort of time period. I've not just dropped into and gone, right, I better go and look at Darren's profile because he's been recommended for the podcast. It's about building up that continuity and really showing the true person. And it's that, I think it's where, you know, I think there's a lot of cynicism, certainly in leaders, about sharing personal content. But mm -hmm. it's basically what it means is it's you. That's what we want to get to know. It's you as a person whether you want to share your personal situation, your family, you know, you talked about to off camera to me about some personal stuff, whether you want to share that or not. But I think that's the only way that people get to know you. And it's just as important that you as a leader shares personal stuff as you're sharing your company information. I think it's how people build trust. 
It is. And they used to in, um, I think they probably still do, in university and marketing, they teach about the seven touch points to build up trust. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of research that suggests it's more like 33 in this modern world. Yeah. And, and but a touch point isn't, you know, a, a coffee. A touch point is a comment on your LinkedIn, you know, a view of your profile. So actually now to build up that trust, you can get those touch points. Mm-hmm. If you can accelerate your time to 33 touch points, that accelerates your trust, accelerates your deal cycle, accelerates them working with you. So think of LinkedIn as a way to accelerate your, your pipeline. Definitely. And actually, you just make a really good point there. It isn't just about the posts that you share. It's about you commenting on other people's posts. I can Absolutely. sometimes get the most insane reaction when I've commented on somebody's post. And it's usually something, you know, it'll always be something very authentic out my mouth. And it's usually something very blunt, um, but they might not have seen my post, but they've seen my comment and then they start to follow me and then they start to engage with me. And it's, it, I think it's really important to create daily habits where you take time, even if it's half an hour a day, just engaging with the people that you want to, um, that you see as beneficial to your market, where you, sh- you share similar mindsets to it. So I'm, I'm really pleased that we brought that up. So I know that you don't have, although you've got a wonderful logo, I don't think it involves a crystal ball. But you are definitely at the forefront of what's happening in the sector. So what should we be mindful of as we sort of really pace our way through 2023 and into the future? What what trends do you see or what advice would you give to our listeners? My, my advice for 2023 is the same as what happened when um, we entered the dreaded COVID period. I know it sounds horrible to talk about it. Um, it's double down on your marketing, um, you know, whether that's through automation or you, you invest the time. The people that um, come through anything that's going to happen, I'm not going to mention the word, whatever happens this year, marketing will see you through it. And the, we've, there's so much research that shows if you double down on marketing now, you'll be stronger in the future. So whether it's, you know, investing in a new website, you know, if you've, if you've looked at your website for ages and thought, oh, it's not quite right. Yeah. Do the website project, get that done. It will actually make you a stronger business in the future. It's amazing. I'm going to invest time in LinkedIn, invest the time. Whatever is on your list in marketing, make it a priority. It's so easy to put marketing off until next week, next month, next quarter. Let's bring that forward now because actually that's what's going to set you in a a good steed for this year, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I think there's three pillars when we're in challenging economic times. And I have unfortunately worked through a number of recessions. This one's obviously... A very word. We weren't saying the word. Oh, no, sorry. I I thought you meant a different word. No, I'm only joking. Um, Marketing you must invest in marketing, you must invest in training in your people, there's no question about it, and I think the other thing that you must invest in is, you know, your infrastructure as a business, whether that's through technology, whether that's through, you know, refining your database, what your CRM system, you need to have those three core pillars in place if you have a chance of propelling out of it and I've seen some businesses totally transformed I mean particularly in COVID Mm. I can't even tell you how many businesses you know platform themselves in that year you know set themselves up we're embryonic during the most catastrophic human thing that we've gone through in the last hundred years and they are now you know absolutely fulfilling all of their both both financial and you know personal ambitions because they invested at that time when most people were kind of locking their heads away and hiding don't hide now's the time to do what Darren has just said invest in marketing make yourself stand out and you know really think beyond what what we're seeing now and just you know I also say it's a bit naff but control your controllables yeah and, and try not to worry too much about the things you can't control because you genuinely cannot control them. Okay. So you know, if you, you've only got a finite amount of time and energy in a day, right? So put mm-hmm. it into the things you can control. 
uh, and stop putting off the things that you know you should be doing. You know, it's it's very easy to go after the quick money, right? It's very, and maybe you think, oh, I need to get this in. I need to work after this next deal. It's a bit like what we said about starting your own business and when you've got a career, right? There's always something that comes up that stops you from doing it. Well, yeah. let's get rid of that, make it a priority, get it done, and you'll be in much, much better place. Yeah, no, definitely. I like the fact that we kind of started talking about time efficiency and we've ended talking about time efficiency. So on that note, thank you so much for giving us your time today. We've really enjoyed having you on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thank you for having me.